Hello and welcome to the Beatles. That's Beatles with two E's. Not like the band, you know, it's like a pun of the band, but with bees because as you guys all know you know this is our 69th episode this is the podcast where we break down all the similarities and hidden symbols that the beatles led uh left in their work to kind of uh draw attention to the animal kingdom specifically insects more specifically bees i'm your uh you know i'm your honeybee is that is that something i'm your honeybee um carl Compson and coming with me live is Kevin Buzz Buzz Day. What's up, Kevin? Are you ready to crack into uh, the White Album? I I, I am, and I, I like to think of you as my little honeybee too. I, wow. that, that's a that's a great name. I love hearing that. Um, I love hearing that. Yes, and of course, that's not what's happening. You know what's happening is that's happening because that's the actual podcast we're doing that happens. It happens. And something that happens is I have the worst bit in the world at the top of the show to kind of set your expectations low. Then we come in and bust them down and blow your fucking mind with an amazing guest. Because this week we got the inimitable, the tidbitable, the don't hittable, um, Aaron Pierce is in the house from Channel 101, from Real Life Sci-Fi on this very network, from making little things all over the place in, in TV land. <laughs> yeah, um, please, please don't hit me. Um, this is a lot of things. I forget all the things I've done. So it's nice. Yo Gabba Gabba, right? We're you Yo Gabba Gabba. Yep, that's me. That's that's old Aaron from um, Extreme Animal Obsessions of Netflix fame. Wow. Did you have an extreme animal obsession? I mean, they seemed to think I did and then fed me lines to make other people believe I did. So that was um, not my favorite experience, but it was an experience. That's good. I love I love reality TV and people are like, this is so real. And it's like, what's happening is some guy is like, say you have a freaking hemorrhoids and then they're like i have a freaking hemorrhoids and then they just like play it and it's like oh my god this is the best realest shit in the world what was the animal that you were being obsessed with well do you remember the jurassic park beetles i did uh, uh yes of course yes. i do well, i don't know i don't know who knows about that i did these i know everything i'm a smart person and it would destroy my identity to admit that i didn't know something <laughs> Um, Brandon Bird did like an art show forever ago and he invited me to do it and it was Jurassic Park, but it was JP, just people, like no dinosaurs. So I made all of, I dressed all of these beetles up in like character outfits and made little <laughs> props for them. And that was like the first time I started making little stuff and like launched my whole art department career. But like they got they went viral and people really liked them and then um this show contacted me they're like hi we're doing like a new reality uh docu-series about people who have really close relationships with animals and i was like <laughs> uh okay sure and then they came to my house they told me how to dress my house they were like can you put like more bugs places like maybe go out and like catch some more bugs and i'm like uh, okay. Can't sure. they bring the bugs? I mean, I I don't know. I didn't know what it was. They told me that it wasn't named yet. So 
like five years later, four flash forward five years later, like on Netflix, there's uh it's like one of the new on Netflix. And if you scroll on it, it's just like me holding up one of my bugs. I'm like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> but um That's yeah. awesome. I was thinking about trying to do a show like that. And then you just, you'd really have two titles. Like the title would be like most interesting people. And then, you know, you'd, you'd shoot the people and then you'd like, you know, after you're done, you pull off all the, all the labels off the stickers. And then it's like biggest fucking idiots on the planet or whatever, you know? And it's, and it's, I, because shows, especially reality shows, they do change their titles. I don't even know if it's, you know, always deceptive, but it's like definitely an offering. Um, but it's really funny. Sometimes you see shows where <laughs> like they cut away before someone like says the name of the show, like the host says the name of the show and then they like do a splash page or something because it's like, yeah, yeah no, this was just called something else that we decided to go with like bridezillas or whatever, you know? <laughs> we were going to call um, it your big day, but now we're going to call it bridezillas. <laughs> yeah exactly well because that's the thing if you call it bridezillas they're not gonna be like oh i'd love to be a bridezilla at my wedding this sounds like something that would be good for me i would love this word to be associated with my image <laughs> i love kaiju oh my god on my, <laughs> on my on the biggest day of my life and the, the, yeah. the in a lot of ways godzilla is the biggest you know monster on, on in in their life you know no i'm the biggest i'm the biggest i'm the best what you're telling me <laughs> that, <laughs> I guess that's what a bridezilla would think. It'd be like, oh, probably because they want to talk about how I'm so powerful. Yeah, I'm all powerful. <laughs> and I do shoot lasers out of my mouth. Um, but okay, uh, I, I don't know. You know, the, the thing is with creative people and they create stuff and they work on stuff. And then the stuff sometimes that people latch onto, fans latch onto, is not necessarily the stuff you're interested in talking about or caring about. But yeah. man, I was the biggest, I was the biggest Yo Gabba Gabba fan. And Are I didn't you? know that. Yeah, I fucking loved it. Me and my friends <laughs> would go and get stoned and we'd come to, to my friend Cindy's house and we'd all watch Yo Gabba Gabba. And I, I don't know. I think on some level it was kind of ironic, but at the same time, like we were just really excited to see it. Like I love Don't Bite Your Friends, you know, like that That's song is just, it, yeah. it really is. Like the songs were great. It was like, I wish I had this shit when I was a kid. Like if that was the kind of, I don't know. It was a really great, I just really liked it. And then like years later, I found out that you existed. And I was like, oh, Aaron Pierce, that's interesting. <laughs> and then years after that, I found out you were the voice of Tootie, right? Yeah. I don't really like, I don't, I'm not someone that tells everyone everything about me all at once. You know, like I don't need sure. to command a room with my um, star power. Yeah, not I wouldn't call it star power, but I'm not trying to like impress anybody. You know what I mean? So yeah, whenever people are like, "Oh, this is what I did today. I like had an audition." I'm like, "Cool, great, that's awesome." And then yeah, I don't tell don't them have... anything about my accomplishments. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You don't have any of that like Hollywood uh, asshole kind of uh, personality. <sighs> Where people are like, oh, my God, I've been writing this thing. And it's like what they've been doing is sitting in a Starbucks grunting so people can <laughs> ask them what they're doing, you know? And then it's so, like, yeah. Oh, yes. It's, <laughs> this shit is so crazy that people do. And then, you know, I'll, I'll, I, I don't know. 
you know, cause I, I'm kind of a similar way. I, I don't really talk about my accomplishments or what I'm doing. You know, if people ask what I did, I would never say, Oh, I'm making Harmon quest or whatever. You know, I would just say yeah. like, Oh, I'm an assistant. Um, and like, and then I would be talking to people that are like trying to get stuff made and they're like, Oh my God, you know, I have this great idea. We're going to, we want to do a vertical integration. And then I, and it's just like <laughs> nonsense. And I'm like nodding along long and i'm not even think I, i'm sometimes i'm like taken in by it but but uh, but you know and then i'm like wait a second like i'm on season three of like a tv show <laughs> i did you know and it's yeah but i don't I just don't think about it i certainly if i do think about it I, I don't see fit to talk about it very often i think that's like our imposter syndrome like really just sinking its teeth into us you know yeah that is it is. It is what that is. Um, I, I don't know. The problem with imposter syndrome is this uh, This business rewards, this industry rewards people who have a completely inflated ego and sense of self and accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. But it's you have the next best thing, which is true skill and a specific skill set. You know, like that's the other thing that people really need. Like, I have a speci specific set of skills. <laughs> skills that would make me a nightmare for people like you like paying to just like tiny furniture and stuff like um, yeah. how did you get your start doing stuff like that though i mean it's it is an interesting skill like miniatures like uh um crafting i you know it's it, it's the story of everything i've done in my life i just kind of fell into it like someone oh, needed okay. something and i was like yeah, I could probably do that. Like, I started doing that art show, and then our friend—I uh, don't know if you know Kat Solon. You know Kat Solon? I—I know her. I don't think I've like talked to her more than five oh. minutes, but yeah, I'm aware. Of her, well, so. she saw me at that art show. I was working as a corporate analyst at American Apparel at the time, and it was wow. like soul sucking. So that's why I was doing the art show. And um, <clears throat> Kat saw it, and she was like, "Hey, I need you to work for me." And so she like pulled me out of the office world and had me start doing um, miniatures for her because at the time all of her jobs were like adult swim promos for movies that were coming out or video games and she would just redo parts of the trailer in miniature. So it was just us making sets and puppets and all that stuff uh, for adult swim commercials which after that kind of slowed down and she didn't want to do it anymore I got hired at Stupid Buddy and I was there for like five years and then I was freelancing on and off on the side, but it was fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I don't know. It seems like the kind of job where, um, you do new things every time and there's not necessarily, I mean, I'm sure you kind of do repeats and stuff, but it's like, you come and it's like, Oh, today we need like a miniature version of a giant heart, uh, shark hanging on the end of a dock or something. And you're like, <laughs> oh, okay. I yeah. guess, you know, and you just kind of Show put together and figure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's like, everything's different and you're kind of figuring your way out. And, and that's super interesting. Obviously I'd imagine it can be intimidating or tiring, but like, at least it's like, yeah, it varies up the job, especially probably compared to like a corporate analyst, which sounds really regimented and, and repetitious. <sighs> just like the most boring thing I could have ever done. Um, well, I honestly am interested. So what, what was your pathway to corporate analysts? Like what, what were your like well, early jobs and stuff? After Yogaba ended, I was kind of listless because I did that right out of uh, like high school. I think I went from like Disneyland to 
doing the pilot my senior year um, to working at like Tower Records and CompUSA as they were going under. And then I went. <laughs> was that your then, fault? It was all my fault. Uh, <laughs> it was mass theft. <laughs> Every time I took garbage out, it was just full of DVDs um, and like blank CDRs. <laughs> so then we did GABA and after that was over, I was like, just assuming I would get hired for more stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And I, Cause I didn't know how Hollywood worked. I, I grew up with like people that were in Lizzie McGuire and I just wow. assumed that this is just what people do. You were um, best friends with Gordo, right? No, I was, I was really good friends with the guy that plays Ethan Kraft, the hot guy. Oh, okay. Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie. He actually just had a baby. Um, wow. Yeah, but uh, so after GABA, I started, I just was, I didn't have a job. And my sister was a manager at a different American Apparel. And she was like, hey, why don't you just get a job at this new one we just opened up? And so I did. And then my brother-in-law worked at a different American Apparel. And he made it to corporate and needed someone to run numbers for him. And I was like... Uh, yeah, I'll do it. Sure, because he needed allies. It was very Game of Thronesy there. Sure. Like, it, it was kind of unreal working for Dove Charney. He would like he would call you at four a.m. and you'd have to like have numbers ready, but you were sleeping because you didn't know that he was gonna call you at four a.m. He's like, I got Australia on the line. I want to know why they're not receiving all all the stock uh according to these i'm like i don't know man i just woke up like <laughs> i was dreaming i was falling in a pit like just i'd rather be there but um <laughs> but yeah wow. it that's, it was weird that's crazy yeah. but so i mean i mean i guess so it's not just that it was boring it was also just like this high stress kind of cutthroat environment yeah because like I didn't really know who I worked for because me getting hired was controversial. Apparently, it was like. Well, you are a woman of color, right? I, I mean, I. So guess. I could see how that could be a really big problem yeah. in the corporate world. You know, it's a huge issue. I'm also very tiny. I'm like so tiny. <laughs> you, know, you have to be a certain size. So, mm -hmm. um, but I was just—I don't know—I was like running numbers for. I had to monitor what was being allocated to the stores, make sure that it was getting there within our shipping time agreements with all of our shippers, and that it was getting checked in when it got there so that we know that the transit is being... It was just like... It was the the weirdest, most boring, like scariest time. Like, Dev used to come in and eat the snacks out of my lunch. Like, he would sit on my desk and, like, eat the grapes out of my lunch and talk to everyone around me except me. And I'm like, why Like, why is this a thing? And then he had, like, a multiple female assistants, but none of them wore bras and they all wore mesh. So talking to them was, like, really difficult because I'm just staring at their boobs the whole time. I'm just like... It's hard not to. Like, it's just hard. This is not a conducive work environment. This is not. I mean, yeah, that's one of the reasons people wear clothes is because otherwise <laughs> you probably would just stare at everybody's bodies all the time, you know? Yeah. 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 So I, I just can't imagine, like, you, you said you, part of your job was having to make sure shippers ship stuff on time. What would even, like, oh, oh, oh my God, this, this shipper hasn't shipped on time. What do you do? They're just like, okay, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to work harder because you called me no what so what happens is like there's different shipping lanes for different parts of the world it takes like 
one day for things to get here, two days for things to get there, three days for things to get there. And that's what the shipment um, like contract is. Like that's what they told us that they do. So if on my report, it looks like it's taking them five to eight days to ship all of this shipment, um, you're gonna miss like a whole season's worth of, of stock. That's kind of bad for us. So I would have to just tell the transit department like, hey, these things, I need to know if they're stuck in transit. Can you just contact them? And then I have to call the stores and be like, hey, this is Aaron from corporate. I'm calling about your unreceived fax stock. I'm just making sure that you guys received it. If you have received it, can you put it in your inventory? It was just like, <laughs> so, yeah. so bad, so bad. <laughs> That sounds crazy. Um, and, and like I was saying, it's high stress and stuff. You seem like a really relaxed kind of chill person. Do you think you can handle stress? Do you have like ways that you deal with stress or do you just go like, ah, and get things done? Um, I mean, there's like two roads. There's two paths you can take in a high stress situation for me. One is you completely shut down. Don't talk to anyone and you just get it done yourself if, if the stress is from other people you just get it done yourself um and then the other one is to just get really like anxious and angry and um <laughs> like just get it done but like be really upset about it so i'm either quiet or loud but either way i'm upset so sure yeah. you can't not be yeah I, I mean when i worked at that office they were training some guy on my computer when i wasn't there and he left the keyboard really sticky so i kind of like i raged out one day and i like ripped the keyboard off of my computer when i was leaving and i hid it in one of the bathrooms and i got called in the next day to be like um i heard that you got rid of i heard that you took your keyboard home with you because you didn't want someone sitting at your desk i'm like yeah, he should have his own desk. Why is my desk sticky? Like, you guys are turning me into a germaphobe. This is not what I want. Um, They're like, you know, sticky keys is actually a really useful Windows feature. A lot of people have to press shift five times to get that. Mm -hmm. And you're complaining. Yeah, this is like free sticky keys. Yeah. That's yeah. I don't know. When I worked at Starburns, I didn't really have an office. I also like said like I don't want an office because I don't know. My, my thing was like, if I had an office, then I feel like people would expect me to be there all the time. Whereas <laughs> the way it was, I just kind of like borrowed a desk here or there if I needed to, uh, or I would just sit in like a chair and do my stuff on my laptop. And then otherwise, I would just be like over with working with someone when we were working on like the show and stuff. And then when we were done, I would just like, well, I guess I'm done because there's nothing for me to do, you know, so I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> um, but I think it worked out OK. Um, what about like what was your school like? Were you like a band kid? Like what, what, oh. what was what was your scene and stuff in like middle school, high school, college? <laughs> did you, well, it sounds like you were working at a high school. So did you not go to college? I did not go to college. That mm -hmm. was never really a thought to me. Sure. Um, middle school, I was kind of a huge loser because my family switched my school. So everyone except one person went to a different middle school. And the other guy that went to the same middle school as me, his last name was Pierce, which but spelled differently. And I didn't want people to think that we were related because he was like gross. Um, <laughs> And so I kind of had a miserable middle school experience. I sold candy because I wasn't very social, but it was like my only interaction and I made like really good money. 
Yeah, no, I knew kids that sold candy, and they they cleaned up. Yeah, it felt like I had my own little like Sopranos like candy ring. It was awesome. Um, like we got the purple Skittles. No, I only have sour Skittles. Oh, why? But um, sour Skittles are so good. Sour Skittles are the best. Um, and then in high school, I kind of like blossomed. I I got into advanced drama like in my freshman year. So I did like all the school plays. Everyone was really nice. I had no problems in middle school. I was kind of a, I mean, in high school, I was kind of a bully, um, but <laughs> I was funny. So I became class clown. So I don't know. My that sharp wit was legendary. So you were on stage kind of, as opposed to like the backstage kind of people in, in drama. Yeah, I, I was improv team captain and I starred in two of our school plays and I was the only one that wasn't in choir that was in our school musical. That's cool. I continually find myself very jealous of people that did improv stuff in high school because that was just not something I was aware of as like an option. I don't I want to say that it didn't exist at my school, but it's quite possible it did. And I just was never aware. Cause mm-hmm. like, I liked stand up a lot, but the idea of like being able to actually try to do stuff like that was not in my like brain until like way, way later. Um, but was it, was it cool improvising or was it just like really weird? Did you feel good at it? Was it like, there's people that are way better than you or I, I don't know. What's it even like? I, I can imagine like it kind of being like improv 101 where people are like, aha, like farts or, you know, like just really <laughs> bottom drawer stuff. Um, I mean, there there was some stuff that was, you know, easy, low-hanging fruit that some people would do, but um, me and the other people that were, like, team captains, there was, like, three teams that would play, um, we kind of tried to stay away from blue stuff, even though that's, like, what made people laugh. But I don't know, we... We just played games that we saw on um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Like our our drama teacher was just an English teacher because we didn't have a drama teacher. So, you know, she's not going to enforce anything or teach us method acting or or how to do real improv. It was, but everyone was really funny. We were like, I don't know, drama kids. Drama kids are, are huge dorks. Yeah, for sure. And I guess I would imagine that the people who in school were gravitating towards like comedy stuff would at least be funnier than average, you'd think, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, we were all really popular too, though, which was weird. Like, one of my friends, Drew, he got Mr. Griffin, which my school had so much stuff. We had a male uh, beauty competition called Mr. Griffin. And (laughs) uh, he won that. He got that. And... I don't know. We all we like started a film festival at our school art that year, wow. and it was pretty fun. And then oh, I, I have, there was like intramural dodgeball. So all of us ones, all of us kids that were in, on improv team, we would be um, the commentators. We would like switch off every week that it was going and be commentators. So that was really fun. Yeah, no, that sounds fucking awesome. That, you know, I hear that's what actually ended up inspiring Pistol Shrimps Radio was your guys' commentary on intramural dodgeball. Yeah, that's exa- that's that's right. That's actually that's funny because isn't Amanda Lund in the Pistol Shrimps? Uh, she was. I guess I don't know if they still even play, but oh. yeah. 
She went to my, she was in advanced drama too. She was in my high school. She's the one that got me uh, into being a character at Disneyland. Wow. So you were a character at Disneyland? Yeah. I didn't know you didn't know that. I feel like recently someone did mention that offhandedly, and I was like, I mean, I guess that fits. Like, <laughs> it does track. It does track. Yeah. What was that like? I mean, Jeff was a character at Disneyland or some shit too, right? Like, yeah, he, what's he like? was a face character. He got to like talk to people. I was like a in costume character. I didn't get to talk to people. I had to talk to some kids one time because yeah, I was on the ride. Tell your parents, you know. Yeah, um, but I did it in like a Mickey Mouse voice, so I think uh, I think it was okay. Were you Mickey um, Mouse? Were you other characters? Um, when you're five foot like me, or sorry, four foot and a half, four no four four is it four eleven and a half four eleven and a oh, half? Okay. Um, you're I was approved for like twenty one different characters, but I mostly oh. did Mickey, Minnie, Donald, um, but yeah. I guess I liked being Mickey more though. It was easier to wear pants than a than a weird dress. Duck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or so the duck legs. Yeah. Did you? I mean, was it something you thought about a lot? Were you like, oh, you know, Donald Duck would never wave this way, or something like? Did you think about it very much, or were you just like, I'm going to interact with these kids? Um, we did have orientation. We had a, like an orientation where you got like a big packet that showed you how to sign. I'm probably going to get sued for talking about all this oh. <laughs> that, that like taught you how to sign and stuff. So all the signatures are the same and they have a little one page about your personality and like things that your character would do. But I mean, there's not a lot of short characters that are villains. So you get jealous of the taller characters that can like be ruder to guests. Because mm -hmm. I think the rudest character I could ever be was um, Stitch. And even then, it was just, like, taking things from people and running away or, like, ripping pages out of their autograph book um, from the back. Well, from the back, I made sure there no, wasn't anything I'm not on. blaming you. It's just these are these are the, the idea that there's these sanctioned destructive acts. It's just, like, really interesting to think about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, sanctioned I mean, I destructive probably, acts. I'm probably not supposed to do the, that, and they probably wouldn't do that anymore. Um, the rules get stricter every year. But yeah, because of freaking all these cancel culture, the freaking <laughs> snowflakes. Yeah, um, put pants on the duck, damn it! I don't want to see this duck's strange penis. I don't Why did you put that into the costume? <laughs> it's like a big spring. It's like a fleshy spring that just hangs off the bottom. <laughs> it's like, who even made that? Um, I actually was, I talked about this in the past, maybe once or twice, but I actually was also a character. Um, for or uh you know an organization that was a little bit bigger than um, disneyland a little something we like to call the church of jesus christ whoa face um, character jesus our, no our 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 uh our church we did outreach occasionally um i grew up in a town called moore park it was a pretty small town we had a third of july celebration not fourth of july because third of july was the day that was uh, you could get you could book pyrotechnics for a lot cheaper so you could get like a cheap fireworks <laughs> show on the third of july so we we'd have our like citywide celebration and there is like a big you know field where all the what do you call it? like the soccer fields and like baseball diamonds and parks were and that would become like kind of almost like a fairgrounds or stuff and 
and it was i don't know i guess now that i think about it it was a little like comic-con where you could buy like a booth uh space from the town from the city and then you could set up whatever you want as like a marketing or like a sales or like a carnival style booth and um so we would have booths with like face painting and carnival games and stuff for the church and like advertise the church. And then we'd, we'd like put stickers with the church's information on water bottles and hand out water bottles. And for whatever reason, you know, I guess you just got to throw everything a bit against the wall and see what sticks. We bought a polar bear costume <laughs> <laughs> and we had like, oh, here's the church polar bear mascot. It's not like we had a mascot. Like, it's not like if you looked at the sign, there would be a polar bear, like giving the thumbs up or something. You're sinless, Sam. That's why you're pure white, white as snow. Jesus sure washed your fur. <laughs> yeah, it's, he, he, he cleaned my fur as, as white as snow with his blood. And it's very interesting and Christ-like. But so I would, you know, there was a couple people that did it, but I, I did it a few years where I was the polar bear and I'd have like a shirt on that had, you know, it was like a church shirt and we'd sell or give away shirts like that. And it had the logo on it. And I'd go around and like wave to kids and pose for pictures and like hug kids and stuff. And it was just, it's just weird. What's weird is that it was just a character like it wasn't anything it wasn't mickey mouse you know it wasn't lilo or stitch it wasn't yeah, it was anything a polar bear yeah it's just a costume and <laughs> kids would just run come running to you because you're like you know i guess it's because you're a cartoon character you're larger than life you know yeah. you're this thing that younger kids can't even comprehend of walking around in the real world and so kids would just come up and want hugs and stuff it was really cool it was uh it was the first time in my life i felt like appreciated or loved it's like oh man people are like interested in me just for being around they're not like scared or whatever they're not yelling at me it was pretty cool but um but you know i guess it's like the Chuck E. cheese thing where there was also kids that were like trying to to punk on me and stuff but that was fine it wasn't like a big deal yeah but weird. I, I feel like i feel like that's the fun of being a character though is like the kids that are really into it and they think you're real and they're just like yeah. telling you all their secrets and things and you're like you are that cute like this is why i do this like you're so cute give me a hug i'll take 20 pictures with you yeah um, it's 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 like a really unvarnished look at human potential it's like oh yeah no people aren't born evil <laughs> this is like something that happens to them yeah it's a but, weird part of people's brains that just i think it's the same part of of the brain that like when people are talking to puppets like when mm. when there's a puppet uh people will talk to the puppet and not the puppeteer because it's yeah. like this weird thing in your brain where you're like oh this is real and i have to give respect to this thing i don't know yeah i guess it is interesting because i don't know i guess just seeing something with eyes and stuff it's like it is moving you know it's like i guess it's like an entity to my weird like uh alien no not alien the opposite caveman right <laughs> your lizard um, brain yeah lizard brain i have a lizard brain um it's not good you know uh but <laughs> so well, okay so it, it doesn't sound like you were into like channel 101 at least in the beginning or stuff but you did get involved in channel 101 stuff is that like how did that come about um so at, at gaba i was introduced to you get uh, to channel 101 from some people in the office like showing other people yacht rock mm -hmm. and i was like this is fun and like we would go back to people's houses after and like watch some of them on there uh, their laptop like watch some of the shows and then 
Julia, you know, Julia, Julia Vickerman. Yeah. Well, she uh, became one of my really good friends. She became like my first LA friend and she used to take oh, wow. me uh, to like all of these fun things I never heard of. And, and um, I'm a pretty good person to bring to parties because I don't know anyone and I won't um, outshine you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she said Julia bringing... told you that all the time, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, I really like you because you don't say anything. Um, <laughs> but she she started bringing me to Channel 101 and then she became really good friends with Kelsey. And then I got jealous because Kelsey became the me like she she started inviting oh, yeah. Kelsey out more than me. And like it was really uh, tumultuous in my brain. But then we all started hanging out and we all went to a party together and Kelsey and I realized that we can hang out with each other when Julia goes off to hang out with cooler people and we don't have to be alone at the party. So that's when we became friends. And she was like, do you want to be in this Channel 101 thing? I was like, okay, yeah. And that's how I got in business. And I started, yeah, I just started going. Uh, I left for a bit, but then I started dating Adam who was my ex before and he was like volunteering there so i just started helping and then i started running it because no one else would do it and now i'm trying to leave i'm trying to like exit <laughs> but i can't there's just so much to do still yeah well what if you just shut it down can you just shut it down say like fuck oh this you guys go somewhere else no, we have some wonderful people helping running uh, the screening now. We have Josh Alona, who is upstairs, who helps us run Real Life Sci-Fi and the Op-Ed Hour, too. And we have this uh, Tess, who runs our social media. And we have a whole bunch of interns that come in and out that help run it now. So it's more of like, I'm not doing as much, but I'm still every now and then steering the ship a little with Savon. Like, Savon steers it way more than me, but... Oh, okay. But uh, I can't shut it down, though. I never the whole the whole like sort of Damocles over my head was the idea that this would end with me. And that's the that's my legacy is that Channel 101 ended with me like, fuck, I don't want that. Why not? That sounds cool. No, because I don't know. The power. Because Think of the power you wield. That's you could terrible. swing around sort of Damocles, you know, cut it off that string and start cutting people's heads off with it yeah no because if channel 101 taught me anything it's that swords will fucking cut you wide oh. open <laughs> and if anyone yeah. has watched <laughs> i don't i don't no. do, i don't i don't watch videos i mean i don't like I, i'm starting to watch more videos and stuff i never like watching videos there's nothing i hate more than someone saying like hey check this out or like sending me like a youtube link i'm like Go fuck yourself. I'm not watching a fucking video. I don't have two minutes yeah. to spend on your fucking indulgence. I hate you. You know, that's kind of my like knee jerk response to being shown a video. I don't know. I'm trying to get better, but uh, it's it's yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a shithead. Like, I, I don't know where it comes from, um, but, you know, it's I, I guess it, I just have a desire to shut people down or something. And and I, I also have a desire to shut channel one on one day. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Uh I, I could I be, mean, that I, could be like my Vince McMahon character or something. Like, oh, I'm the guy who's coming for Channel I'm gonna One. shut you down, <laughs> Channel One. I'm coming oh. for you. Now. <laughs> <laughs> that could be fun. Um, sorry, I cut you off though. Were you gonna say something really poignant? Probably. Uh, I was just gonna say that 
I also hate when people send me things and like tell me to watch things or tell me to listen to things. Like I still haven't seen too many cooks because of how many people sent it to me and told me yeah. to watch. Because I'm like, fuck you. I don't want to watch this. I don't want to have, I don't want every person I run into from for the next six months to be like, have you seen this video? Too many cooks? And if I say yes, I have to like talk about it with this person. If I say no, they just tell me, oh, you got to watch it. It's so funny. But if I say yes, that's probably going to be the conversation for the next hour. And then I have to relive every like, like, poignant dialogue piece every piece of dialogue that they think is funny I'm just like shut the fuck up i don't care i don't even know you get out of my face yeah it's kind of the tragedy of of good things is that like every good thing like genuinely good thing becomes overrated basically because it's like everyone recognizing how good it is like turns it into like just like obnoxious you know so it's like you can't just appreciate things for what they are because everyone else just kind of ruins them for you you know i don't know yeah i don't know what that i don't know what that is i don't know if that's like are we cynics and we just want to find things on our own do we just hate mainstream do we not like people that we think are like anyone that watches anyone that used to watch um fuck, what was that show Big Bang Theory, I'd be like, I immediately know I'm not going to have anything in common with you. I immediately know I don't want to, like, go from acquaintance to, like, better acquaintance, you know? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think a lot of people have just said most of what needs to be said about Big Bang Theory. But at the same time, like, when I, I used to work at Borders and some of my favorite parts of that job were when I switched to the inventory team. And everyone in the inventory team were all the most cynical, like world hating nerds that were just so <laughs> like terminally nerdy. And like the shit we would say, like, it, I can't remember any of it, obviously, but like, like we would be joking around with each other. And the shit we would say is like so dense and unpack, like uh, impossible to unpack, like because it's these layers and layers stacked on top of each other of like weird nerdy references that like if you tried to explain them to someone, it doesn't it like would fall apart immediately. But like in the moment, having it all and being able to decode it, it's like the most amazing thing. So like we would have like really awesome nerd conversations, nerd humor and stuff. And it was just like some of the funniest shit in my life. And, you know, and that's like what's cool and funny about being a nerd. Like, that's what's cool about like nerd humor to me is it's like it requires this like, you know, this these stacked upon stacked layers and layers of like meaning and understanding and inside jokes and references all, all run together that don't mean anything to anyone else. And then, yeah. And then Big Bang Theory is like, oh, you're playing video games. That must be Pac-Man, you know, Big Bang. <laughs> Like, I thought you didn't like Babylon 5. Like, shut the fuck up. Who yeah, it, that's the thing. It's just like the most, it's the most bottom of the barrel kind of, you know, and I get it. It's a TV show. They're trying to appeal to a wide audience, but that's like that flattens out everything that's good about being a nerd and nerd comedy and nerd culture, you know? Yeah. I, and like, I, I can't say that they still made the, like forever they made the girl in the comic book shop joke, like, there's a girl in the comic book shop? <gasps> what? It's like, uh, go into any comic book shop and there's like always a girl in there now. Yeah, I, I play Magic the Gathering. Uh, you ever play Magic? 
Um, I, Savon was actually teaching me magic like a month oh, ago cool. or something. So I didn't know Savon plays magic. That's awesome. Oh, him but, and yeah. Abed, you love magic. Yeah, I played Abed like a couple times, but yeah, I, I like magic. I have a bunch of cards. Um, but you know, uh, how you'd go without having friends who actually played and stuff. And so sometimes I would have to go to drafts and go to like com- like bookstores and game stores to find people to play. And it was just the most like that's why I would stop playing because it's like I don't want to be around these people, these fucking nerds. They're so awful. And they would like there would be a girl there, and like you know, not there. Like you know, we'd be at a tournament or something. So like to my right would be a girl playing a match against another player, and then the person was like, "Oh my god, like that's so crazy." Did your boyfriend teach you how to play? And it's like Jesus Christ, like I can't like it's it's not on to me it's not you know they're not hitting me with it but it's just the secondhand cringe like i i can't be around like it's just upsetting like i can't handle it and and it goes so far that sometimes it's like i'm being unreasonable like people are just like i don't know i was waiting for a a draft at some point and a guy was like so what's your favorite tribe and i'm like uh what and he's like i'm gonna tark a guy myself i really love the big monsters I'm like, okay, like I love magic, but it's like this is not a kind of conversation I'm prepared to have. And I, I don't know. It was just like, and and that's arguably a normal, like a a normal thing to do and say, you know, because it was about the game, it was about the set that was coming out and stuff. But it's just like, ugh, I can't. This is not like I don't like this. Um, but but yeah, so it's like I don't know. Maybe I, I'm gonna blame Big Bang Theory because I had nerdy friends that liked Big Bang Theory. I was like, maybe they just like it turned them into those stereotypes somehow and it ruined it for everybody. I don't know. I believe that. I just, it just felt like it was a show that like made fun of nerds. Like, that's the thing. That's why it was so upsetting that like my friends who were nerdy were like, no, it's good. It's like, what do you mean it's good? They're making fun of you. (laughs) Like, they hate you. (laughs) But I don't know. I I mean, like, I feel like the the nerdiest thing I do now is when we play D&D on Tuesday nights. There's like, but there's so many references I feel like they talk about that just (laughs) go right over my head. The big dog has, the big dogs have, uh, and so just for the folks at home, me and Aaron actually play together. We play D&D. People always say, Spencer, you should do a D&D thing. You should do something that's D&D. And I'm like, that, I've been doing that for like weeks. I do that. I do that. And you guys aren't tuning in. I can see the fucking Twitch numbers. Um, But, you know. Uh, Aaron's Aaron plays uh, it's it's called Big Dogs D&D it's 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 a it's a fantasy world where there's Taco Bells and our heroes they work for Taco Bell and they well, expand the gospel I was gonna say they expand the gospel <laughs> of Taco Bell except for Aaron plays a minion with a human face named yeah. Yermo Hackbarth who uh, is a, who is an acolyte of um, Del Taco which in the world is like a company that uses a lot of necromancy and so Yermo is a necromancer who uh has a, a bean fetish i mean maybe just like fascination i suppose yeah. you love beans you love smearing them on things i love putting them in people's pockets i love like just putting them in people's open palms they like put their yeah. hand out to shake my hand i just full of <laughs> full of beans which is one of the grossest things i could possibly <laughs> imagine it's like shaking someone's hands, not realizing it was full of fucking refried. <laughs> You're just like, ew, what the fuck? Just horrifying. But um, but yeah, we play on on Twitch.tv slash Frank Howley. Uh, he's he's a, a member of the Big Dogs. Is their kind of streaming community? The Big Dogs and the Big Dogs. They got some deep lore, and they're often referencing their lore. And I'm not a I'm not as deep in the lore as they are. And so yeah, like sometimes they're talking about shit that's going up above my head. But that's like that's the thing is that's that's funny. It's like 
I mean, and you know, that's the thing is that nerds have created their own kind of like inclusive spaces and that's how they do it is like with these separate languages and understandings that don't like translate widely uh, to other places. But, but yeah, I, I was going to actually say like, when did you start playing D and D and stuff? How did you get into that? Was that in school? Was that way after? I, I, I don't know if I had to guess, I'd say it was more an adult life thing, but I couldn't tell you because it's your life. Um, I'm trying to think when I first, oh, Okay, so the first time I played D&D, it was with Julia and Kelsey, right. Tony, and I think Wade and David Michelson. You know um, who's the DM? The DM was actually, it was a Sprouse. I forget if it was Cole Sprouse or Dylan Sprouse. What the fuck? But it was a Sprouse. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, uh, I, I wish I remembered which one it was, but... It's not uh, important. It's it, the, the fact that it was one of them is, is all anyone cares about, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think that uh, he saw that we wanted to start playing D&D and like Julia, he was already talking to Julia, like Julia reached out to him. She was really good at just like talking to people online. I was fascinated by that. Yeah. But uh, she was like, we wanted to play, but we don't know how to play. And he's like, I'll come over and teach you. So um, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was just like a one sitting thing. When it was done, it was over. And then I started DMing for them, and then that kind of faded away, and then Tony started DMing a different game for us, which was a lot of fun, because he bought like a projector, we all got laser pointers, and <laughs> it, and he like would make get figures made for everyone and paint them, because he really liked painting them. It was really fun. Um, and then you and I had that game with Nolan and Adam and Jake? Was Jake there? There's other people. I, I don't remember. Chris, I, there, Chris. There's some, there was someone. Yeah, uh, there's someone. I don't know. I want to say there's someone named Sam. <laughs> I don't Sam. It wasn't I Sam Brown, was it? I don't know. I just know that there was people that I didn't know. It, like, I mean, you know, I met them and stuff, but they were like, I was like, oh, I've never met this person before. And I, I couldn't place them anywhere. Like, I don't know where they belong. That sounds horrible. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't like. I don't know what anyone's deal was other than just, they were just playing. <laughs> yeah, I like that character. I was a sorcerer who was like a, a spell sniper. I didn't get to snipe so much, but yeah, I like to to hang back and kind of snipe and 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 also I threatened a lot of people because you know if you can like conjure yeah. fire in your hands, then it's like I you got to explain to me why I shouldn't just burn your head off right now, <laughs> you know like. It's a lot of power, a lot of power for one man, one hand. Yeah. Would you have any interesting like things that you DM'd, like any ideas that you like or, or thought were cool? Um, I mean, hmm. The, the weird stuff that I feel like we've done, like Tony always plans really weird stuff for us or we end up just getting into really weird things. Like we did like a whole courtroom thing where like- That's cool. Wade was arrested for burning down a warehouse and we were all his lawyers. So we would all just be, every time we started, we'd go, no, I'm not some big city lawyer, <laughs> um, which was pretty fun. Um, but I I, I've been wanting, we, okay. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you uh, go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, okay. I remember when we were playing as just players, uh, Adam had, you know, a campaign based around the fact that there was no babies. All the babies were getting stolen because they were being put into a giant machine by a Donald Trump analog. And the <laughs> machine was grinding them into essentially magical cocaine. 
Yeah. And um, we tried to, I, I was trying to, there was a bunch of old people and I was like, hey, old people all talk to each other. So like, what if I use these old people to my advantage? And then it turned out that the old people fucking like were the conspiracy. So yeah. like they turned on us and stuff. But yeah, D&D, you guys, it's, it's, a, it's a fun way to waste your life. Or it can be very unfun too. I don't know. I mean, there are definitely moments where I'm like, this is not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure everyone that plays D&D has like one of those nights where everyone's just off. Yeah, it's not always working. It's yeah, it's not everyone's in their game. But um, I was thinking I really want to make a game for Abed specifically. That's like um, like TV sit like family sitcom scenarios. <laughs> Where you, you, there's like, uh, you can't really build your character, but you can choose like, be the dad. He's really handy, but he has, uh, he's really bad at talking to his daughter. Or you could yeah. be the daughter. Uh, she's just about to turn 14, hasn't got her period yet. Maybe it'll happen on this round. And you have to like roll the dice when they all go to bed. And there's an A line and a B line. And so you, the dice roll determines if you are in the A line or the B line, and then who's the star of the storyline. So if it's like the brother, there's a bully at school. And if you do like, uh, like if you roll a 20 or a one, it's a super special episode. So if it's a one, someone's like being molested at school oh, or, wow. you know, they're trying marijuana. But if it's a 20, then it's like, oh, you guys won the lottery or you have to do a Disney World special. So you have to like navigate all of the trials and tribulations of being a sitcom family. It sounds like you put a lot of thought into that. It seems like a pretty fleshed out idea. Yeah. I mean, I think about these things a lot, but I never write them down. They're just in binders in my mind. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I, you know, I have a Patreon where I write D and D stuff and it, it turns out it's a lot of work to actually commit it to paper. It's <laughs> a lot easier just to, and more fun, you know, to, to think about the ideas in your head and not really do anything with them. But then yeah. how am I supposed to fucking get people to give me money? You know. I know. I mean, I've seen you sent me one of your books that you wrote, like one of your uh, I forget which one it was. It was like about commerce, right? Oh, yeah. Casinos and commerce. Yeah. Yeah. Because I fucking love going to the casino. So the fact that you made a whole system of all the different games you can play in the casino in dice rolls was like, wow. Awesome. Yeah, I got to do a version two of that. But yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, I, I I don't know. A lot of times, like in the books, there's like this thing called carousing, and it's like, oh, if you want to carouse, roll a deep percent the uh, percent die and see what happens. It's like one got into a bar fight, three made you know fifty gold in betting and stuff. And it's like, I mean, that's not bad, but you just roll a dice and you're like, oh, that's what happened. Whereas like, I feel like if it's gambling, it could be more of a game. You know, it can be a little bit more gamified. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun but but yeah i don't know oh yeah on the big dogs we were talking about did you did you ever flesh out any of the menu rolling for uh, taco bell the taco bell menu oh rolls? yeah so we talked this wasn't quite a dnd concept but it, it came up during dnd that we had the idea that you could go to taco bell using the app 
app and roll a dice to randomize your your meal in in taco bell lets you like vastly customize the thing so like you you roll to get a random dish and then you go to like add-ons and then you know you roll and get random substitutions random additions and stuff and just make some sort of abomination which is to be fair that's how they make taco bell anyway they just roll a random dice and go like okay i guess we got the cheesy potato grillers you know and then so like uh it was brian who uh plays jasmine gambit who is uh gant like basically gambit from x uh man if she was also an alchemist um and so it was his idea and i and like he just kind of said it and i was like wait a second that's actually a fucking awesome idea like that's actually a really brilliant idea and yeah i i gotta do that i should do a video i'm trying to do more food content because it's less work than writing dd stuff, stuff oh yeah also i like food i probably like food a lot more than dd i love dnd don't get me wrong but food gives me true joy um yeah. do you, okay so what what do you what food did you like growing up or you know are there foods you like nowadays i don't let's start with what food did you eat growing up like did you eat a lot of home right. cooking like what was that like um my family was divorced really early on so when i was at my dad's mm-hmm. he, before he got remarried he would take us uh like out to eat a lot so we would go to like the same burger place on monday the same chinese place on wednesday and every now and then he's like a good cook but like every now and then he would make a chicken and then when he got remarried we cooked a lot more and my mom Mm -hmm. she cooks but she doesn't know how to cook so it was like grilled cheese top ramen or mac and cheese or we go to del taco so like when i so like I love Del Taco. Like the fact that that whole brush in my iced tea thing happened, like felt like the ultimate betrayal in my life. Like, um, for those that don't know, I found a cleaning brush in my iced tea from uh, Del Taco after I drank it uh, a few sips because it tasted like bog water. It tasted like someone put um, like poop toilet water in my mouth yeah. and I drank it. And when we got home, this is driving home. I was like, this is, there's something weird. So we popped it open. There was like a straight up cleaning brush in it. And it was the most disgusting thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Yeah, I will, awesome. I still go to Del Taco, but I do not go to the Sunset Del Taco anymore. No longer. Yeah, um, all the fucking fast food places like on Sunset in that general area just suck shit. They're just god awful. Honestly, Burbank's not that much better. Like if you go like into the valley, things start hitting and stuff. But like it, it like it, like in the LA area, it just like the chains just suck shit. It sucks. I love like a chains. Weird so magnetic field or something around it. What's your favorite chain? Uh, what's my favorite chain? And like restaurant Um, chain counts too. So if you like Olive Garden and McDonald's are in the same category here. I don't know if it's like, what do I go to the most? I don't even know what I go to the most. I guess I would have to just say Wendy's. I just like Wendy's. It has a very warm spot in my mind. You know, if I don't know what to do, I often go with Wendy's, you know, but. Yeah, I like their seasonal fish sandwich. That's really good. 
yeah wendy's is really good um i guess jack in the box is good too but yeah no it's got to be oh, wendy's i don't know I, wendy's in california or at least in southern california a lot of them are really good my understanding is that when you go to the to the east the farther you go like they get really bad and all over the place but yeah. i've I found they're really relatively consistent they are kind of slipping a little bit i guess but but i think that i don't know just their meat quality is really good like you don't it doesn't taste like fast food meat like that fine like fine what do you call it finely ground like pink slime style meat that's like it doesn't have the same texture as like real hamburger beef i think like yeah. wendy's and the del taco burgers are the same way they kind of taste like real kind of hamburger meat yeah no del taco's good the burgers are fucking great i was always a preacher of the burgers and people are like what the fuck are you talking about del taco sucks and i'm like shut up get yeah, one like, burger just get I one fucking you. burger <laughs> Yeah. Fuck you. It's got yeah. all the same juices and seasonings as their taco meat. That's why it's so good. Because yeah. they make it on the same grill. That's the thing. The grill is the thrill. That was a good thing to say. Kevin, mark that down for an episode. <laughs> the grill is the thrill. God damn it. I hate myself. Jesus Christ. But you know what I don't hate? Is honey. Oh. And, and thanks to our folks at uh, Be Well. <laughs> Uh, we've received uh, a couple copies of the Be Well Summer Box. Uh, the Be Well Summer Box is, uh, I thought this was kind of marketing copy, but it's actually like a program. <laughs> come visit us, come see us, tell us how we did, support local business. Yeah, so there's not like really a blurb I can read like if it were ad copy, but we got sent. Oh, Aaron's showing it off. Aaron, Aaron, say something so you can get the camera. Oh, uh, this is uh, part of the box. Part of the box comes with this great lip balm i'm doing the hand thing that people do on TikTok. so this like great lip balm it's all natural it's lemon lavender compostable compostable so you can just throw that away when you're done and it also comes with this adorable little honeycomber oh my god how cute is that how it is cute like these things are those things are really cute they're really great i got one too it's pretty small i don't know if they're supposed to be small or big like i always imagine when the the honey nut cheerios bee has this it's really big i didn't even think these were real i i thought this was kind of like a relic from the middle ages or something <laughs> and it's not something people ever use but apparently the idea with these i'm sure you know this but the idea with this is as long as you keep it spinning the honey won't drip off but then you stop spinning and it'll drip off that's kind of why it's like these consent these rings this the kind of stacked rings but the fine folks at be well gave us some honey because they thought we'd promote it on the podcast for free and boy howdy were they right we we absolutely will um they they did send us this lip balm i guess it's beeswax lip balm and it is like it is interesting this containment is entirely paper so it's uh as aaron said you could throw it away unlike plastic lip balms which you can't throw away otherwise someone will shoot you in the head from the government that's really good yeah i'm not a lip balm person myself because i don't know yeah i don't want shit on my face you know i don't know maybe it's just because i'm so toxically cisgender masculine you know or something <laughs> but i just i don't like the idea of shit on my face in any capacity i never even so much as like i don't like wearing masks at halloween and stuff it's gross to me but i uh, love covering up at halloween cover it all I don't know what the deal with this honey is though because as far as i can tell they're just these are separate honeys from separate like honey places here's okay. wild hun honey wild they're all wildflower honey this is from lamos sugar house i got busy bees apiary and then raw hannon honey did you get the same ones or did you maybe get different ones no i got the same 
Yeah, I think I got the same. I actually know a lot about honey because I used to have a roommate who was an apiarist. Apier? Apiarist? Apiarist. Apiarist. He was very annoying, but he told me a lot about honey. I mean, I hear I've been I've been told that honey comes from bees. And is that correct, Aaron? Now, you would be surprised to know that honey does come from bees. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who also is like a not a full on apiarist, but he, he keeps a bunny house, uh, a bee house. He has a, uh, a bee helmet, not the full suit, but he also um, he, he heard someone told him that there was a swarm of killer bees or a swarm of like wild bees in his area. Mm-hmm. And he busted out his like floby not floby whatever he, he has like Flo-B. an apiary yeah he, he busted out his apiary put it in his garden and sprayed it with like bee spray or something and then the fucking wild bees came and they started nesting his house but they're wild so they're like more aggressive than like yeah. you know normal kind of beekeeping bees um but like so yeah i got a slice of white bread you guys try any of this yet i don't know which to try no, these I mean, are all sealed home. i just i just opened up the one that says native on top Okay. Um, which is the Lamothe's Sugar House from Connecticut. Love a sugar house. I have Lavash. I'm dipping Lavash. Oh, see the that one actually had a seal, whereas this this Han and Raw Honey doesn't have a seal. It um, smells so really good. It smells so good. Yeah. So while they're trying it, I'm just going to talk for a second so you guys can see the label here. This is this is what they're trying right now. Yeah. I'm dripping honey everywhere. Yeah, I had that thought. Uh, I I just got it the tiniest bit. I didn't fill up this this honey whatever the fuck because I don't want to get it too off. You know, because, haha, it's a joke. Is that a joke? Does that qualify as a joke? Oh, yeah. Um, I would call that joke. That's a total joke. I would call that joke. <laughs> I call that joke. <laughs> but, yeah. This is pretty good. It's like honey. <laughs> Honey is good. It is better than the stuff you get in the store. I'll say that. Well, the it stuff has, you get in the store is mixed with a lot of sugar, like sugar water. It has like a kind. I wouldn't say tart, but it has kind of a bit of this greeny kind of sour taste. I don't know if that's the wild honey or if it's just the lack of, you know, fillers or something. But it it has a bit of a sharper taste, I would say, than your average honey. No. At home, I have like fifteen-year-old honey. Mm-hmm. It's like really dark. Really, well, honey lasts forever, right? Like I don't. Honey think lasts forever. Yeah. Now this is the. I'm gonna open up the Hannon Honey Wildflower. There you go. There it is. And tell us which you prefer. Yeah, I should have done this blindfolded, huh? No. So far, this isn't as thick. This is a little more. Um, oh yeah. I wouldn't say watery, but it's definitely um, thinner than the other one. The other one's real thick. It has an almost candy taste to it, I think. Yeah. It's a like, little it, floral. It, it's more floral. Yeah. Yeah. It, it tastes yeah, like... No, that's the first one I tried. And yeah, I was saying it's kind of like it has a kind of more of a... I guess I didn't say floral, but I should have. That would have been smart. Yeah, it's pretty... I mean, you can taste the wildflowers. You can smell you can them, taste too. the real bee. They use 100% of the bee in this honey. This is all bee. As Aaron probably can tell you, the our resident honey expert, honey is made from ground up bees. 
Yeah, it's a very fine process passed down from century to century, originating oh, right. first in China. It is way thick. Like this other one is way thicker. Yeah, I'm gonna open up the last one, the Busy Bees with three Z's apiary. That's um, what I just tried. I'd say it's the most floral of the two I tried. The, the first, the thing wasn't coming off. The seal. There we go. I hate it when just the top layer of the seal comes off, you yes. know? It's like I still have to get a second layer of the seal off. Just the top. But this one's got almost know. like a lavender. Yeah, like exactly. It's, it's definitely floral, lavender. but different floral. I would say lavender for sure. Yeah. It kind of tastes like a Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It kind of tastes like the aftertaste of a Capri Sun. Yeah. Um, yum, yum, yum. And I'm gonna prepare a beverage in the background while you guys. Brentzo, you're absolutely Brentzo in the chat. You're absolutely right. Local honey is good for allergies because it helps your body acclimate to the pollen that's in your area. That's what this 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 uh, program kind of alluded to. It said, "Tell us if it's helped your allergies." And I was like, "That's a weird thing to put at the start of a pamphlet. What the hell are you referring to?" Yeah. But that, that makes sense. I think that's a sneaky way around not making a medical claim, if I had to guess, you know, not, <laughs> this helps with your allergies, but tell us if this helped with your allergies, putting yeah, that seed sure. in your head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for anybody who wants to try this, this is bewellbox.com. Bewellbox.com. And it's like from local beekeepers. So it's not like this is a company that's just like selling their honey. I mean, maybe they are using a lot of trickery, but you know, it <laughs> seems very much like, uh, like, yeah, they're helping local beekeepers kind of make money and stuff. That's see, like, tell us how we did. Are your allergies better? Is your gut health more balanced? Do you love the local partners or just the cool compostable garden? They come in. They also, they said that you can compost the box. They came in and they, they included, um, some like, wildflower uh, seeds. Wildflower seeds, yeah. So if so, head to your favorite platform and let us know by giving Be Well Box a review. Well, my favorite platform is this podcast. And my review is B plus, but you know, really it's like an A plus, <laughs> but I wanted to do the pun, so could it be any more of an A plus? <laughs> there you go. Now that that's from some fucking channel one oh one professionalism right there. There we go. That's the story circle. <laughs> That's the story circle. If you, if you, I mean, I guess a couple people have done this, but if you submit a channel one one story or a channel one one story that doesn't use the story circle, will they like come to your house and beat you up? I mean, I have done that personally. I have personally gone to people's homes. I don't, I can't beat people up because I'm so weak, but I do just release hornets into their house. Sure. And if you need hornets, hornets, use the promo code that happens at bewellbox.com. Send a box of hornets to your enemies. That actually could be some, I, I guess, I know they don't do hornets, you know, bees and hornets are the same thing. I'm sure again, yeah. our expert Aaron could tell you. Oh, they're but, the same. exactly the same. But, <laughs> you know, that could be another uh, avenue for business growth for them is to, um, you know, ship attack we'll bees ship our angriest bees to your arch enemy <laughs> if they don't send your enemy to the hospital your money back um but okay so I, i've i've been sitting on this that i've wanted to do for a while on the podcast off the podcast i don't know not off the podcast i wouldn't do this for not money not money but you know not clout what's that yeah fuck that but, 
but you know there's the, there's this kind of resurgence of old vintage like 40s 50s kind of recipes that are just the most horrid horrific disgusting shit you know like wow. oh let's do a hot dog jello casserole or whatever the fuck you know Nasty. just disgusting yeah. yeah exactly just disgusting horrible garbage and one of those that someone in the the discord which i hate by the way you fucking pieces of shit i fucking hate you oh. i was i was hoping to uh, actually talk some mad shit with aaron about the discord but you know we don't <laughs> actually have time for that but uh but you know i think i got it in there um but i i hate you and if all of you passed away i would uh <laughs> celebrate um but so one of the things that those contemptible uh, curs posted in the discord is beef fizz which is a, a a cool beverage it's great for a summer night um it it's com it's composed of beef stock or beef broth and ginger ale and just a hint of lime and you know we might end up putting a hint of honey in it as well if it, if it needs some more some more sugar or something but I got it right here in this cup from Dickie's Barbecue. They charged me $3 for this cup. I felt like I was being bullied into buying a soda. And I was like, yeah, you know, I guess I didn't really buy that much stuff. So maybe I'll, I'll kick them another thing. And then it turned out like just one basic menu item cost me like 25 bucks. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck happened? I, I, I asked for the receipt because I was like, well, I looked at what I ordered and this doesn't add up, but I don't know what the fuck happened. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> there's lumps in it i i guess that might be the honey um because i stirred it with the honey stick so there's lumps in it i don't know where those came from upsetting from to look the at stock? what kind of stock did you use did you just use it a was, cube or a powder I, I use kroger brand uh you know beef broth can i had to adapt the recipe because the original recipe calls for two cans of beef broth and i was not going to purchase two cans yeah. so i kind of had to have the recipe a little bit but uh, I'm gonna have to drink for a little bit, so you guys uh, take it, take 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 the mic, I guess. Okay, I'm really curious to watch his facial expressions. Yeah. <clears throat> um, He's oh, he looks. I'm faking fucking Kevin out. It's disgusting. <laughs> no, it's actually not as bad as I thought it would be. Um, the this like, I put a whole lemon or a whole lime of lime juice in. The thing called for two tablespoons, and I don't think I use quite two tablespoons, but the beef tastes like salt, and then the lime comes in, and it just tastes like lime juice, and that's less upsetting than it sh than it should be, but it is upsetting to drink because it does. I'm drinking beef. I'm just drinking a can of beef broth. But that's <laughs> I. I think that um, it's like really popular right now to do broths as bone like broth a, and stuff as like a casual yeah bone broth is like a casual drink so I, I think that maybe this is another like the other side of that coin right yeah i, I i'll say I, I expect it to be a lot worse it um it's like offensive I... but not <laughs> like not i'm going to throw up you know um i feel like we've had some lester's fixin soda on the podcast courtesy of kevin who wants us to die or something um and the the lester's fixins some of those lester's fixins were much much worse than this yeah. like what was the one you gave us was it like it wasn't gravy what was it it tasted like fucking dust or something it was like drinking like rotten dust i think that was the gravy one because there, there was a like a thanksgiving gravy something maybe it was the fried chicken or was there a chicken one <laughs> 
Whatever. I think that you just need to get a soda stream and devote it to making your own weird sodas for the show. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Someone said that, like, oh, you could buy industrial flavors and then you can experiment with your own soda flavors. And I was like, that sounds like a lot of work. But I think, like, I, I think you should just like soak stuff in water so that it gets the flavor, like cheese water. You know, mm-hmm. you can have like a cheese fizz. Yeah, cheese then, fizz. Yeah, cheese fizz. Puts like, yeah. like store brand cheese whiz. Cheese fizz. fizz. (laughs) It's a lot more air in it. (laughs) Can you imagine a cheese whiz that has the fucking carbonation in it? Like you're pouring it out, or you're you're squeezing it out, and it just like is fizzling, like on the fucking cracker or whatever. (laughs) It's just like popping. It's like pop rocks mixed with the cheese. Yeah. Well, you also do a podcast called Real Life Sci-Fi. Are there any kind of conspiracy theories or paranormal ideas that you like believe in or you think are, are plausible? I think maybe we talked about aliens, right? Is there anything else? Like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I I think that everyone has ghosts in them. I think in everyone, them. Yeah, I think that everyone is possessed by one to five ghosts. Hmm. Um, do you want to expand on that? <laughs> Um, I, I read this book. We were, we were talking about possession on the episode, and I read this book uh, from Edith Fiore that was like, um, she's a hypnotherapist. Uh-oh, is it time to go? No, no. Do you, have you ever played Sonic before? Yes. Well, you know, we just like to play Sonic at a random point in the show, but please okay, continue. Yeah. Um, and she would do... Oh, my God. Oh, no. No, we are. I, I thought that... Okay. <laughs> I knew that actually... was happening. I was like, what's going Question. We got 15 seconds left. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's, <laughs> it's a hard thing to kind of uh, choreograph. Uh, but That's fine. Yeah, yeah, real life sci-fi is up next. Oops. I think. And I guess we're just starting. I guess that happens actually is coming next because I just heard the theme song again. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, the time Sonic loop. drowning. Go ahead. No, we're in a time loop. That's all. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> Uh, but you know sonic drowning means we are out of time um but yeah real life sci-fi is that coming up next yeah so stay after, tuned for that i think after the channel 101 uh archive yeah we're gonna do that. channel 101 and then a quick uh ticket giveaway if you're watching this live and then oh, we're cool. gonna do real life sci-fi yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be great i love tickets yeah. kevin's gonna clock clock the viewers and see if they're speeding uh, and then we'll just mail, mail you tickets and that could be a lot of fun or you know maybe public indecency they <laughs> should they should they should ticket people for private indecency i think people are indecent in private a lot but yeah anyway i don't know so do you have anything to plug aaron other than uh, real life sci-fi which is going to be coming up after a ticket giveaway um, real life sci-fi on Twitch, twitch.tv slash real life sci-fi. Tuesday oh, yeah. afternoons is Aaron's afternoon. It's just me. We do stuff like editing or we watch movies or play games. Thursday night is real life research. Wade and Willie and I, we try and do some pre-research on the topic. We usually end up playing games at the end with the audience. So check us out. What kind of games are you play, like, playing lately? Um, we played Jackbox last time. We nice. were trying to play Fall Guys. Um, I don't know. We're just playing stuff. We played Prey for a little bit because we wanted to see what it looked like. Or, yeah. or Stray, not Prey. Stray. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense actually. Um, yeah. but yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's fun to talk to you. Uh, it's fun to play D and D with you. Uh, twitch.tv slash Frank Howley. If you want to see that, um, Tuesday yeah. Tuesday nights, big dogs. It's six what is it? six, six, six 30. Yeah. 6 on Tuesday nights. That's Pacific time. Of course. Um, and I do stuff too. Give me money, you guys. I need it. I, 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 I know I always say it, but today, and if I say it next week, I, I won't mean it as much, but today, I mean it the most that I've ever meant it. And <laughs> next week, I won't need it anymore. <laughs> but this week, I do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as always, we like to end the show the same way every time. So until next time. You know, have some beef fizz, you guys. Life's too short to not drink beef fizz. And life will be short if you drink beef fizz. So, good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye, good night.